clutter takes up too much space in our homes, minds, time, and eventually our landfills. We live in a world that has shaped us into consumers on a planet that can't sustain the consumption. I am Steph Maguire, a professional organizer, and the Sort It Out Sustainably podcast is here for those who want to rebel from the consumerist culture and create a more intentional life surrounded by the things that you love and letting go of the things that you don't. If you're ready to get your home organized in a way that truly supports you and shift your relationship with stuff, that's what I'm here for. So let's get into it. This episode is about minimalism. Now, before I scare you away, I want you to know that minimalism might not be what you think it is. Funnily enough, the dictionary definition doesn't have a real good definition of minimalism. It mostly refers to artistic definitions rather than any definitions related to stuff or simplicity or lifestyle which I found quite strange. But reflecting on history, it did make more sense. In the past, there was no culture of hyper-consumerism. It was normal not to have a lot of stuff. If you go into any home mid-last century, we would have called them minimalist by today's standards. So minimalism only really became a thing that people were referred to when living a lifestyle that was countercultural to the excess stuff culture that has been getting worse every decade. So there is no universally recognized definition of minimalism. My favorite definition is a quote from one of the well-known minimalist advocates, Joshua Becker. Let me read it. Minimalism is the intentional promotion of the things that we value and the removal of anything that distracts us from it. Basically, it's about creating a life that intentionally includes what you actually value by actively letting go of what you don't. Most people have some misconceptions about what minimalism is, probably because whenever they've seen the concept demonstrated or explained, it's in some media content sensationalized with a somewhat extreme case of someone living with very, very, very little stuff, perhaps in a tiny home or in a normal apartment or something stripped to the bare minimum with just the essentials. I'm going to spend the rest of this episode going through the reasons why people say minimalism is not for them and going into those reasons and how they might be based on a false idea of what minimalism really is. A big objection that I hear is I couldn't do it because I have a hobby that needs stuff. Minimalism is about what serves you, not anyone else. If there's some stuff that serves your hobby, then that stuff serves you. What you have in what amounts is a reflection of your lifestyle and what's important to you, what brings you joy. For example, if you do some sort of craft, of course, keep the supplies for that. As random as they are to other people, it's useful to you and that actually does serve you. Another one I hear is, I couldn't do it because I love stuff. Minimalism is not having as little belongings as possible. We might have stumbled across a YouTube video or two of an extreme minimalist with a mattress on the floor and their 32 possessions living out of their backpack and quickly ran away in the other direction, deciding minimalism was not for us. While there are a few extreme minimalists out there, and if that truly makes them happy, good for them. I can tell you that most of us who would call ourselves minimalists do not live like this. Here's the thing. 
Minimalism is not about the amount of belongings you have. It's about the relationship you have with your belongings. Whether you have 50 belongings or 50,000. By the way, the average American home has 300,000. It's about the intentionality, keeping just the things that add to your life. I have a whole podcast episode on how you can love stuff and do minimalism. In the episode, I basically explain in detail about how living an intentional mindset around stuff is about what minimalism actually is and how you can truly love and respect your stuff more when it's just the stuff that you do truly love and respect and all the stuff that doesn't actually matter to you isn't cluttering up your space. Okay, next point. I couldn't do it because I like decor and aesthetics. It's not about just the bland or bare or the rich person's clean white aesthetics. Minimalism is not just about those clean white aesthetics. While many minimalism aesthetics that we see on Pinterest or Instagram look very appealing, how many of us would actually want to live in an all-white home? Or how many of us actually have the money to pull that look off? The average home painted white with nothing there doesn't actually look that great. Those beautiful white fancy homes we see in photos, there's other elements of it like marble bench tops or just like design in built into the walls and things like that that make that white look look good. Most of us like colour and like sentimental pieces adding joy to our living space. While I do agree that visual simplicity helps encourage us to keep areas clean and tidy and is like nice on the brain, minimalism totally has room for colour, decor, plants and personal touches. This one I've heard thrown around a bit too and that's I couldn't do it because it's a thing for rich people. I've heard this many times and the statement gets thrown around based on the idea that minimalism is a luxury because minimalists throw things away and can replace them later apparently. Firstly, when I teach decluttering, if an item is still usable, I encourage people to give it away, not to throw it out. If you become really intentional with what you own, your possessions will reflect your lifestyle and you'll rarely need to replace something. And most importantly, if anyone could benefit from becoming more intentional with what they buy and keep, it's those on low incomes. The saving from changing your mindset around stuff is incredible. Next misconception. I couldn't do it because I have all these things for just in case, and what if those cases actually happen? I have an entire podcast episode on this, and you should go and listen to that if you struggle with keeping things for just in case. It's a few episodes back, it's about 10 minutes long and worth a listen. I'm sure that almost everybody does this, it's like one of the main reasons that people hold on to things that they don't use. So if that's you, which it likely is, go and listen to that episode after this one titled Decluttering Dilemma, Keeping Things for Just in Case. Okay, I couldn't do it because I live with other people. Now, you are responsible for your own stuff. If you're responsible for the stuff of others, then you probably have a right to minimize the excess of that stuff. Small children who aren't responsible for their stuff yet. If it's a partner, I have an episode titled something like I can't do minimalism because of my husband or something like that. I'll link that in the description of the show notes area. If you live with housemates or other adults or older teens or older children, it can be difficult. And there are shared areas, but there are also so many areas that are just your domain. I don't think you'd share your wardrobe. Or if you did, then you could probably section it off where there's your domain and their domain. 
You can make your domains super organized and intentional so you get to feel that sense of lightness. The stuff that is your responsibility, you can take true ownership and responsibility over that and then work on working with the people who you share the space with. Okay, now my last one here is I couldn't do it because I don't have the time to go through the process to get there. It's not a misconception that decluttering takes time. The thing is, is that not decluttering takes even more time. There's an estimated 40% housework reduction that can come with decluttering. There's all the time that gets spent on managing stuff, whether it's the time to buy, shop, window shop, or scroll for the stuff. There's the tidying, the finding homes for, cleaning, moving, and organizing of stuff. There's the looking at and thinking about, mentally recording, keeping inventory of all the stuff that you have. Literally hours of our week is devoted to managing an excess of stuff. So although it's really hard to find any time to declutter, the time you spend decluttering returns back to you exponentially. It's about finding the time that you can to declutter. I have an older episode about decluttering when you don't have the time. I'll link that in the show notes too. So just to rehash what all of these misconceptions have in common, they are mostly based on assumptions of a rule book or stereotype of minimalism. And I hope what I've done here is help reshape your understanding of it into an understanding that truly reflects the pattern of lifestyle and mindset. It's not about strict rules or fitting into a certain identity. It looks different for everyone and the journey of truly living out that lifestyle starts by setting an intention to become more intentional with stuff and continues as you declutter over time whenever you make the time and the changing of your consumption habits over time. I truly believe that everyone could benefit from their homes and lives being much more organized and intentional And the best element that contributes to that is letting go of the stuff that isn't adding to your life. I don't believe anyone benefits from stuff being in their house that isn't serving them. And that's really what the minimalist lifestyle is all about. That is this episode wrapping up. If you have anything that you got from this episode that you want to share with me, go and shoot me a DM on Instagram. I have heaps of free content online which can help you get your home moving towards a direction that is actually supporting you rather than having you support it. If this episode has motivated you to live a more minimalist lifestyle, then I encourage you to go and send me a DM on Instagram with a sentence or two or three or whatever about your situation and where you want to go and I will reply to you with the best podcast episode or downloadable freebie or whatever I have that would be the best for you to make the next steps on your decluttering journey don't be shy I love seeing you guys who listen to the podcast show up in my dms makes me feel like I'm not just talking to my computer in my office like a complete weirdo and the numbers that I see that are listening on Spotify and Apple and all that are actual real people and I can say hello back. Thanks so much for listening to the entirety of this podcast episode. I love helping you create a life of more joy, more time, more sustainability, more simplicity and intentionality by inspiring you to live a life with less clutter, less mindless consumption and less waste. I'm here to help, and if you click subscribe to this podcast, then you'll see a new episode about every week. I have a bunch of previous episodes that might help you, and a bunch more cooking. 
Be sure to follow me on Instagram where I like to have fun with Instagram reels and pop into chat on stories sometimes too. I also have some free tools that you can check out. There'll be a link to my free downloadables in the description of this episode. And if you're interested in completely revolutionizing your relationship with stuff by decluttering your entire home, then I have a course for that too. The waitlist for my whole house decluttering course is in the show notes of this episode, along with everything else that I mentioned. I wish you the best day or night wherever you are. And if you're subscribed to the Sorted Out Sustainably podcast, I'll chat to you next week.